Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. This is St. Louis Public Radio. It's Monday, April 19th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Rolla was one of many cities that passed a mask mandate during the pandemic, and it did not sit well with many voters. Easily, this was the most talked about issue in our community for a long time. All five city council members in Rolla who approved the mandate were voted out of office in this month's election. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan Ault reports on the local political fallout in just a few minutes. The two Missouri Republicans running for the U.S. Senate are taking their campaigns to the party faithful. Aviva Okeson-Haberman has more on the remarks over the weekend by Attorney General Eric Schmidt and former Governor Eric Greitens in a Jackson County Convention Center packed with GOP loyalists. Both attacked President Joe Biden's agenda, vowed support for law enforcement, and criticized the media. Even though he wasn't in attendance, former President Donald Trump dominated the evening. Two Trump 2024 Take America Back flags decorated the room. Greitens touted an endorsement from Trump's longtime attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Folks who've been fighting for the president against the mainstream media. And Schmidt was cheered for joining the lawsuit, challenging the presidential election results. And I will never apologize for defending election integrity in this country. Other Republicans may still jump into the race, like Representative Jason Smith, who's holding a fundraiser at Trump's Florida resort Mar-a-Lago at the end of this month. I'm Aviva Okasin-Haberman. Congresswoman Cori Bush is introducing legislation that could pump hundreds of billions of dollars into cities to deal with environmental issues. Bush is proposing the Green New Deal for cities, which would provide $1 trillion over four years for things like cleaning up unsafe drinking water and monitoring air pollution. The St. Louis County Democrat believes that will help black, brown, and indigenous people who tend to suffer from environmental issues the most. Bush also says the bill will be a boon to workers who will be employed on environmental projects. There are labor provisions in this bill, you know, to make sure that the workers are well paid and well treated for work. We have to build a system around making sure we take care of workers. You can hear more of Bush's St. Louis on the Air interview at noon or 7 o'clock today on St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois surpassed another COVID-19 vaccine milestone over the weekend as the spread of the virus began to show promising signs of slowing down from its uptick over the last month. Hannah Meisel has more. More than a quarter of Illinois' total population is now fully vaccinated, a mile post the state reported Saturday. Illinois is also on track to surpass 50% of the population 16 and over having gotten at least one vaccine dose early this week. That landmark statistic would have signaled Illinois' imminent economic reopening, with no capacity limits, if the state hadn't experienced a significant increase in COVID hospitalizations in the last month. But new hospitalizations for the virus have begun to level off over the past week, and the state's overall COVID test positivity rate has fallen in recent days. Even so, it'll likely take weeks until Illinois is again eligible for expanded capacity limits at businesses and social gatherings. I'm Hannah Meisel. The Luminary Art Gallery on Cherokee Street is distributing $60,000 in grant money to 10 St. Louis organizations and artists 
who address social issues through their art. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. Grant recipients include Occupy Vacancy, a group that will install public art in vacant lots in North St. Louis, and The Travel Agency. That's a multimedia collective launching a YouTube show featuring black artists in conversation. Judges looked for projects by smaller organizations. Kalia Mallory is operations and programs manager for the Luminary. The funding is to prioritize work that addresses pressing issues of our time and sort of fund under-resourced ideas in communities that might not uh, meet the larger institutional radars. The New York-based Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts funded the Luminaries grant program called the Futures Fund. It's now in its third year. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Six new members of the Rolla City Council will take the oath of office tonight. Five of them upset incumbents to win their seats. Those incumbents voted for mask mandates and shutdown ordinances during the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on what drove the power shift. In November, Rolla chiropractor Robert Kessinger was one of about 50 people who testified before the city council against a mask mandate and reducing occupancy levels at businesses and churches to combat the spread of the coronavirus. He said then that he saw the negative effects among his patients, including a woman who was forced by her employer to wear a mask. Uh, She's more fatigued and she's depressed and she feels like it's related to the mask. I had two other gentlemen tell me that they have chronic headaches now that they wear the mask. It's a real thing. But the council passed the measure on a 9-3 vote. Kessinger, along with four other people new to city government, will be replacing a majority of those yes votes. Kessinger says the mask mandate was a wake-up call for voters. I think people woke up because they realized that, hey, wait a second. I thought the city government just moved parking meters. We thought we just made new sidewalks. We thought we just approved budgets for the police and everybody went on. But we recognize that, hey, we've got people on the council that don't necessarily go along with our value system. While Kessinger says the mask mandate was the catalyst, he says other issues brought forth by the progressive wing of the council spurred people to action. Mariah Renaud, who will represent the first ward, says many council members were losing touch with the community. People are concerned because we have issues with crime here in Rolla. We have real issues, and we're sitting on city council, we're talking about things like marijuana, we're talking about sanctuary cities, we're talking about things that really the people in the community could not really care less about. Rolla, like every other city in Missouri, had to create zoning rules on where medical marijuana dispensaries could locate or else accept the state's default position. And while there were discussions about decriminalizing marijuana and becoming a sanctuary city, they didn't get far. Renaud beat incumbent Rachel Schneider for the first ward seat. Schneider says the mask mandate was important, but she sees it more as a way for voters who supported Donald Trump in the November election to take their frustrations out at the polls in April's municipal election. I think national politics got mapped onto that, and the levels of sort of campaign expenditures, right, I think really changed the dynamic in a way that was very different from when I ran two years ago. The money came from a political action committee, Invest in Rala. While the hundreds of dollars they gave to several candidates may not seem like much, it's a big departure from usual Rala City Council elections that are funded by candidates themselves, often using homemade and recycled signs. 
The Invest in Rolla slate of candidates of conservatives was in direct contrast to the Rolla for Progress slate, suggesting political parties. But Deanne Lyons, the lone progressive still on the council, who will run for re-election next year, says it wasn't about money or parties. It was about the mask mandate. But there were people emailing, calling, Facebook messaging, the comments. I mean, it was day in and day out. I would say that easily this was the most talked about issue in our community for a long time. Lyons also points out that second ward alderman Matthew Crowell was ousted, even though he had the support of Invest in Rolla and the endorsement of the Fraternal Order of Police. He voted in favor of the mask mandate. Lyons says while progressive candidates were soundly defeated in the election, the movement will continue. More people have contacted me saying that even though the positions were lost, the connections and the relationships and just, again, the feeling of not being alone here in this town, that still is living on. And that, to me, is a win. And there will be another city council election next year, and a small group of voters can make a big difference. Only 11 percent of registered voters went to the polls in the city this year. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our friend Ehrlich edited that report. Shulin Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, the Blues, their fans, and others in the hockey world continue to honor Bobby Plager. The former Blues player, coach, and longtime front office worker died last month. He was 78. A celebration of life took place yesterday at Enterprise Center. It featured remarks from Plager's 12-year-old grandson, Jacob Briggs. Most people know my grandpa as a tough, gritty hockey player, but I know him as coach. He was truly the best grandpa, whether he was taking me to hockey practice at 7 a.m. or taking me to Hooters on my fifth birthday. (laughs) We always had a good time. Briggs' grandpa, Bobby Plager, spent more than 50 years with the Blues organization. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.